This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. We Las Vegans, we are always ready to complain about our city's choices. That's especially true with a lot of the public art that's gone up in recent years. And even if we love the artist, some of the ways our city puts out public art just doesn't work. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm joined by fellow art lovers, newsletter editor Scott Dickensheets and contributor Vogue Robinson, and we're just going to parse through the public art that catches our sore eye. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Hi, Scott. How are y'all? Delighted to be here, as always. As am I. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> so, <laughs> today, you guys, we're going to talk about the public art we've got around town, because I think Vegas is an interestingly created city, and there's so many things, so many intricacies we can see on and off the Strip. So I'm curious, kind of, what's a piece of public art you hate and why? And we'll start with Scott. Well, not to pick on the easy target, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, there's a fish in the barrel and I have a gun, so let's shoot. And, oh. that, and that would be uh, the paintbrushes that supposedly herald the art district down on, on Charleston near, near Main Street. Uh, they were created by a guy named Dennis Oppenheim, and they're these sort of tall metallic paintbrushes that at night are supposed to light up and somehow like... You know they're they're about a block and a half apart. I believe they're not they're not visually together, and they're supposed to like call and, and respond to each other. But they but first of all, so there's any number of reasons I dislike these. First of all, during the daytime, they just disappear completely into the visual clutter of of Charleston. It, you you'd, you'd be hard. You'd only notice them by accident. And even at night when they're turned on. It's just so mild and so anodyne that it just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, MSG Sphere, they are not. (laughs) Right. They have no, (laughs) they don't have the scale to be impressive. They don't have the sort of visual oomph to, you know, to give you something worthwhile to look at. And they, you know, they're not especially deep and meaningful. They don't prompt you to think any kind of interesting thoughts. And and I want to talk about that a little more, Vogue, because Mm. I think we, when we're talking about public art and especially that that has been financed, you know, through the public coffers, you know, how much money goes to these things. Uh, like Scott says, at even at nighttime, they, they're not impressive because they're not even maintained. 
I mean, these were supposed to be a bigger project, and then because of money issues, the city scaled it down, but they still spent, what, like half a million dollars over a decade ago? $700,000 installation. Yeah. Yeah. And they were supposed to be kind of like part of the gateway to this arts district that was then just burgeoning. Mm -hmm. And instead, they they split them up, like Scott said, and, and they're not even working. Like, at what point do you just, like, deem a public art venture a failure? Oof. Well, you know, I mean, what I feel bad about is when I first moved out here and I saw them for the first time, I didn't even realize they were paintbrushes. Like, they don't even read as paintbrushes to me because the, the the ratio of brush to, like, stem <laughs> handle, like, didn't quite work for me. And they're so kind of rigid as well. So it's like it doesn't give that kind of motion. And even when it's lit up, I... I'm even less inclined. I'm like, is it a torch? And so I feel bad that it, in that way, I feel like it, it's not necessarily successful. Um, and so that <laughs> not kind necessarily, of no. <laughs> um, but I mean, and then also the fact that the artist passed away before you know they were all fully installed right. as well. So uh, all across the board, it seems like um, sad face, sad face for the brushes. <laughs> <laughs> they could do better. And David, what about yourself? What is a a work of public art, uh, funded or unfunded, (laughs) that you hate, love to hate? There's a new one that I was disappointed in. Uh, I think this is a a longtime artist in Las Vegas who has done some very interesting things. I don't believe this is one of them. And for a lot of different reasons, the piece I'm referring to is right in the arts district, so kind of staying in uh, the downtown square. It's a, a piece by... UNLV professor Pasha Rafat. It's called Pixelated Mushroom Cloud. It's made with steel and it's tiny. And I get like I get its placement. It's right in front of a business called the Atomic Style Lounge. Um, it's right next to some interesting zap boxes. And if you don't know what the zap boxes are, that's a, a project that was embarked upon a really long time ago to pretty up um, and art, art, artify some of the really ugly utility boxes that are around town. And so there's a couple of utility boxes that have been painted right next to it that actually depict bombs falling, which is kind of... Uh, it doesn't offend me at all. I think it's a nice touch. But the pixelated mushroom cloud, it's I don't know what's wrong with it. It's either too small, it's it's purple. Um, it just it just I don't know what it's trying to accomplish other than I can make a a mushroom cloud that looks like it's from an old Atari game. I, I'm not really sure what it does. I love that it's weird and it looks like I should turn into Mario Brothers and jump on it. Like, it looks like, <laughs> like I think the last time I saw it, I was walking up to Scott because we were doing, like, uh, our headshots. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, it, it it looks so out of place that I think it's doing its job. Well, and then the scale just seems really wrong, too. I, I, I'm wondering if, look, I'm a huge proponent of, of public funds going to art. I think it should be... Uh, something that creates conversation, that has an aesthetic quality that triggers things. This does this. And again, apologies to Pasha Rafat, who's done some amazing work in his career. This one just seems very, very phoned in. Hmm. What do you think, Scott? Again, I think it, you know, I think David's right when he talks about how small it is. It sort of, again, doesn't announce itself in any way, doesn't present itself as, you know, as something that you want to engage with. And so I think it's easy to sort of overlook. And and it well, and that's the thing is like if you are going to 
invest in local artists to create works for the public eye, why would it be something that doesn't, you know, call for more engagement? I, I think it really is a piece that is so easy to pass by to not care about in any way. Does it fulfill any of the requirements of public art? Not to say whether or not in and of itself it's a good art piece. I think that's beyond my abilities as a, a, a non-art critic. I'm just saying, is it successful as a piece of public art? And to me, I, I don't believe it does at all. I think it's just the opposite. I like that it's eye level. I like the height that it is. I like that it's weird. <laughs> and so therefore, like it sticks out kind of like a sore thumb in a space that kind of is a retro area like there's a couple of like retro shops that are in the vicinity as well and so i think it's like it's echoing back to that and then you know the mushroom cloud it's very that part of it is very kind of like kitsch talking about like vegas and different atomic testing that happens in that has happened in nevada so i don't know i don't hate it it's just it's funky and i and i wouldn't know that it was like a publicly funded thing and i think that's what i like about it well it does have the signage on it i think most of the public artworks have some degree of signage that clues in the 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 viewer or the it's there it's on the bottom yeah yeah it's got a little placard now hey it's david figler and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town it's vegas unstripped over at the palms hotel on saturday may 18th over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com I think it's useful to point out that in terms of like the user experience as you know, like a dude on the street, how much does it matter to me whether it's publicly funded or whether it's privately funded by a business or by some, you know, tech billionaire or whatever who wants to plop something in front of his, his business. In the end, it's like an alleged work of art in the public sphere, trying to do something you know, like in the world as opposed to being sort of locked in a gallery and where you have to come to it. Like it's coming yeah. to you out on the street, and so I think I think there's a definite conversation to be have about the funding mechanisms when it comes to public art. And I think there's some, you know, some of the some of my discontent with some public art evolves from that, but also just from a functional level, as I'm moving through the city, there's plenty of art that I don't like 
that's not publicly funded. So you, you have lack of love for for everything. <laughs> no, no. I, there's plenty that I I like, but you know, since we're calling this public art, we love to hate. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm not a fan of the various Burning Man pieces that that uh, get put up here. Uh, mm. You know, Bliss Dance over on the Strip, the Big Rig Jig over on Fremont. What is Big Rig Jig? Like, it's what? it's a truck having some manner of carnal relation with another truck vertically. Oh, the swirly upside down truck at Ferguson's. Right. Yeah. Now you don't like that thing. I do not. I mean, it has all the depth of an emoji, and it's Damn. it's, and I can see where out on the playa, out on you know on the Black Rock Desert, it has, it in that context, it might actually have something to say. I don't think that's true of Bliss Dance myself, but but Big Rig Jig might, in that other context from which it was originally designed out in in the desert, might be interesting to look at. But I here in, in town, it just seems like an empty gesture to me. Hmm. And again, I'm not a, I'm not an art critic. I'm just a guy who likes to look at stuff. So yeah. <laughs> take you know however however many grains of salt you want to take with my opinion. There you go. And it, it's not per se public art. I mean, that's a private thing. And I guess you have to also mention the praying mantis in front of Container Park as being part oh. of that collection that people seem to like, though I find annoying. Vogue, <laughs> where are you with uh, a public art piece that you love to hate? Oh, my goodness. I think the things that I definitely I'm oh, I've been over since they told us that they were coming were the, the two stupid 50 foot showgirls um, <laughs> on LVB. And I drove past them the other day and I was like, they don't even look like they're 50 feet to me. And maybe I just don't have a concept of 50 feet. Uh, But they're like, they're just so (sighs) useless. (laughs) And not that everything has to be useful, but like I'm. I'm I'm not even offended about, you know, that it's very, very like the slim frame of the show girls. I, I don't care about what they are or not wearing. They're just they're put in a weird location. I feel like they don't signify what the city is now. Uh, and the the plumage is like massive. The the color feels dulled. Like it, it's like a, it's just a costing. And I think maybe if I didn't know the budget for them, I would be less offended. But, <laughs> but you after, do know the budget and how much? Uh, 631000 Well, there and you go. I think what makes it even worse is that, you know, Yesco, who is, it's a company, it's the Young Electric Sign Engineering Company. They they do majority of our neon signs. And they do a beautiful job with so much. And there are several talented artists who work at Yesco. So to just see that, you know... That's what they utilize their excellent talent for. Makes me sad. I mean, it does beg the question, is it even art? I mean, it's certainly public. Somebody drew it? Well, you know, I don't know that somebody drew it, honestly. If you type in the words showgirl clip art public domain into, you know, a search engine, very, very similar images pop up. I'm I'm doing it now because I don't believe you, David. Okay, here we go. Proof. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Oh, no. Well, y'all, if you would like to see <laughs> I am messing around. <laughs> Dang. Not to mention the fact that there's not a real history of showgirls downtown anyway. It's not even like a... That's true. It's not even a neighborhood-relevant imagery to begin with. And, you know, and it all derives, I'm almost certain, from the fact that 
the, you know, the former mayor uh, used to squire around with, uh, with showgirls on each arm. And that's where the downtown showgirl iconography actually mostly originates. So, Scott, would you be okay with the showgirls if there was an, a clip art Oscar in the middle of them? No. Oh, clip art Oscar. <laughs> clip art Oscar for governor. <laughs> no. And in fact, somebody somebody pointed out on Twitter, like, we wouldn't have these showgirls if there was an if there was a stadium downtown with Oscar's name on it. I.e. The, the whole point of it is to is fostering Oscar's legacy in a way that what didn't happen because, uh, you know, his vaunted stadium never came through. Uh. Oof, downtown. Well, and then there's also the giant martini sign that's on. Um, Fremont East, they have a bunch of mm. like neon signs that are new, supposed to look old that are there that also don't really resonate with me. I mean, I, I love to hate all of these, to be honest. And I don't know, maybe disliking is part of the point. Uh, it's certainly stirring reaction in all of us. Right, exactly. I was like, you know, it hit your note, David, about, you know, does it stir up conversation? Well, here we are. But I mean, you know, that's that's the ugly <laughs> We've talked about the ugly and the bad. So I think we should talk about some of the good. So, I mean, what do y'all feel like Vegas gets right about public art? Ooh. Yeah, you know, I I think we have to give uh, a lot of credit to our government entities uh, who have been doing really... I'm going to say unheralded work in the public art sphere as well, whether it be inside, like the rotundas at the the county commission building or city halls, et cetera. There's usually a, a collection and some great exhibitions of local artists that are timely or provocative or interesting. Um, there was a project called the 100 Mural Project that the city of Las Vegas did some years back, which was a, a huge endeavor. But sadly, most of those are gone now. And I, I think that for the the ones that were intended to last a little longer, they probably could do a lot more in maintaining them. But you know, huge, huge credit and kudos to to all the municipalities for really being devoted to public art, because I think there have been some really beneficial things that have come out of that kind of program. So that's my thought, Scott. <laughs> uh, stolen right from my mouth, I might add. But I do want to I do want to underline the fact that whatever issues I might have with individual works of art, kudos to them for spending the money in the first place. When you think yes. about, I mean, basically, this you know, the, the city develops processes to fund public infrastructure, but art is not like a sewer project. And you're trying you're trying to fit one of the slipperiest human endeavors into hmm. an evaluation process that, that is better for figuring out what roads to work on. Right. And so the fact that they're willing to try and work within what they have to fund public art, it's it's inevitable that I'm not gonna like some of it. But and that's I'm happy okay. that, I'm happy that they're doing it because other people will like the pieces I don't like. Although I, I have, I find it hard to believe that the paintbrushes have any constituency whatsoever. Yes, I, I love the zap boxes more than anything, and I think that the county does a great job of not only um, procuring local artists to do them, but then also documenting the process. So, you know, not that everybody watches Clark County NV's TV on YouTube, but I, I am that nerd, and it's possibly because I was the laureate for a while. So. IVF in their YouTube pages, but I love that you can go on there and see conversations with the different artists and why they decided to create what they wanted to create. And I know a lot of the artists that have designed a lot of those boxes. Um, and sometimes people end up having like apprentices to help them with it. And so it's growing the art community as well. I'm a big fan of the zap boxes myself, but I want some portion of the public art to be really like ambitious and deep and try and 
try and blast me with something because, you know, I've lived in this valley for like 50 years and my relationship with this place has flattened over time in a way that, you know, like a new casino opening or, you know, a publicly funded sports stadium just is not going to rehabilitate. And so I look to art in some cases for something that's going to help revive my, you know, sort of flagging sense of place. And so something like uh, Wayne Littlejohn's uh, Dream Machine out by the airport, Mm. that's a piece that really works for me and really makes me feel a slight, you know, a, a little bit more connected to what this place is on different levels. And so, you know, that's one I really, really like. David and Scott, thanks for hanging out today and talking art with me. I'm sure we'll we'll meet up. I'm going to make y'all meet me somewhere far away from your homes to go look at other art around town. I'll be happy to do it. I'm on that tour. Let's do it. I recently talked about the big casino cyber hack with Vital Vegas on the podcast, and one of our listeners, Romeo, sent us the following. Hey, love your podcast. I'm in the Northeast and a huge fan of Vegas Borgata, an MGM property in Atlantic City. Canceled all gift events, bonus play, etc., having big issues. Thanks, Romeo. And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Let us know in a review what else you'd like to hear us complain about on the show or what resonates with you. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Yeah, I mean, there's also the apocryphal tale of how showgirls used to sun themselves nude and living in that area called the Naked City. But uh, if you want to listen to one of our old episodes on that uh, with, did Corey hit that one? Was that one of a Naked City? No, we didn't get to that. Look at all the weird things you know, David. Oh, he might have skipped that one. Sorry, I'm going down a bad path. Anyway, cut all that.